Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of The Newsroom from VLGA Connect with the CEO joining us, as she always does each week, to share her news and views. Catherine Arndt, hello. Hi, Chris. How are you today? I'm going very well, thank you. What about you? Oh, look, not too bad. It feels like it's been ages since we've spoken, but it's only been a week. It has only been a week, and it feels even longer since we had this thing called council elections happening, but uh, that's a thing of the past now, isn't it? Look, it is, and we're absolutely full steam ahead. Uh, councils are meeting, just about all of them, I think, have uh, have um, had their statutory meeting, not quite all of them, a few more tonight, uh, to elect their mayor and deputy mayor, and we're closely monitoring the statistics as they come in there, and it looks like it's been an exceptional uh, year or exceptional year for women, which is terrific. So we've talked previously on this program about the increase in uh, the gender parity. We're not at parity, but the, the increase in the in the level um, that was achieved at the last election. Do you think that's going to play out in terms of the balance of male versus female mayors, or will it be perhaps uh, more? Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, not so much driven by those um, those councillors at large figures. Look, I think um, at the moment, and I and I should have had those stats in front of me. We're on track to probably have a higher number of women mayors than we did in um, mm. last year, I guess, but, um, which is going to be terrific, I think, and should reflect um, the proportion of or increased number of women that are, have been elected. So we're looking, I think it's 43.8% of all councillors are women, which is not quite a parity, as you say, but certainly better than the 38% in the 2016 elections. That's what I was trying to say, Catherine, too, was I wonder whether more than 44% of mayors will be uh, female, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, look, we'll have to wait and see, and I and I should probably have had those stats in front of me, but we can right. certainly update um, our viewers when as soon as they come in. And look, from the VLGA's perspective, all councillors uh, who have been elected should have received a communication from us, and I do thank those many, many councillors who have sent me an email personally acknowledging the VLGA's work and, and thanking us for... Programs like VLGA Connect and in particular those live panel sessions that we've run over the past eight months. So um, I know uh, the, the calendar is, um, you know, we're fast approaching the new year already and early in the year you uh, generally have your fast track program for new mayors uh, in particular. Uh, all on track to happen uh, perhaps in a face-to-face -face environment, do you think, in 2021? Look, we're hoping that we can do that. We're um, going to host that if we can do it in a face-to-face -face capacity uh, within our uh, sponsor, sponsors' picture partners' offices close to Spencer Street. Lovely top floor office there that has a deck, which would be nice for the post-day uh, um, sort of canapes and cocktails. But, look, it'd be just terrific to have um, people in the room face-to-face. Uh, Regardless, though, we will also be um, providing uh, dial-in facilities there. We've got access to technology, which will allow people to also join in remotely. And the program, uh, it's probably a bit too early for you to give us any uh, indication of uh, who or what we might be seeing on that program yet? Look, I think the theme will be around the role of the mayor in particular in leading the councillor group as it relates to, um, you know, their code of conduct and standards of conduct. Uh, conduct, conflict management, 
Um, that will certainly take up, um, you know, a fair chunk of the day. And then there'll be some other um, panel discussions that are, of course, relevant to an incoming councillor group. Now, it is Victorian State Budget Week, and we're hoping to do a special edition of VLGA Connect to have a look at how that's uh, going to relate to local government, but a really big advance announcement around affordable housing. I know that's something that not just the VLGA, but other peaks have been quite vocal about for a long time now, and it's a pretty significant commitment that the state government has made. It is. In fact, um, the VLGA, I was contacted by Ben Knight from the ABC just the other day, and um, we were quoted on um, the ABC the night before last, Sunday night, I think it was. And from our perspective, um, it certainly, I think, is a win-win for Victorian communities. There was some concern expressed that perhaps communities wouldn't have a say in the way in which, um, you know, that housing would manifest itself within their community. But, of course, we must remember that the role of councils in um, deciding on planning applications is a devolved responsibility from the state anyway. They are the responsible authority for that, but it is actually a state responsibility. So what I see here is a win-win for both the local government sector and the state to work really closely together. And one of the, of, of course, um, not criticisms, but gaps that has been identified in our planning system is perhaps a lack of a, of a state strategy when it comes to planning for our communities. So this, I think, is an example of that. And we should embrace that. We also should, um, of course, encourage the government to review its Planning and Environment Act, which I think is a 1987 document, and update that now that we've got a 2020 Local Government Act and we've got some other pieces of legislation that do impact planning decisions, but that's a whole other conversation as well. But good points you make, and I imagine if they do get to review that piece of legislation, it's unlikely to be principles-based. I'm sure it'll still contain a fair amount of prescription. But anyway, Absolutely. conversation <laughs> for another day. A yes. uh, couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, as we've been mentioning for a while now, um, all of the candidates in the recent elections uh, need to have their campaign donation returns in by next week. Yes, the 3rd of um, December, I think is the date. It is, yeah. So important task to remember for all candidates, regardless of whether they were elected or not, regardless of whether they received any donations or not. I'm not sure if you're getting many phone calls about that, but it does seem that some people are still a bit unclear about whether it applies to them or not. Yes, I know, which is a little odd because there is lots of material out there. But of course, for any candidate, it can be quite overwhelming getting your head across uh, the do's and don'ts of, of uh, you know, a local government election. So really just, you know, reach out to the VLGA, uh, reach out to um, the VEC if you're not entirely sure, but, but have a look online, all of the information's there. Catherine, it might also be worth reminding uh, councillors out there who are part of member councils of the VLGA that any councillor can avail themselves of the advice and guidance of the VLGA, particularly at this time in the cycle, where perhaps we've got new councillors uh, wondering about the processes of how do I get onto committees or how does all this work to become a delegate of this, that or the other? Are you hearing much talk about that? Yes, look, and, and that's a really good point, Chris, that you make. Um, as a, a, a member of the VLGA, a council councillor group, every councillor has access to our services, as do the staff. Some councils are appointing VLGA delegates. That's actually 
not necessarily a well it's not a requirement under the VLGA's constitution of course if a council would like to do that they're more than welcome but please not um, only one councillor can attend or contact us for advice um, all councillors can do that. So looking ahead as far as VLGA Connect is concerned as I mentioned we've got a special uh, budget analysis episode we hope coming up soon this week on the governance update, Hannah Duncan-Jones will join us from local government Victoria, and we've got uh, some panels and interviews in the works over the next few weeks. I know, that's very exciting. I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk much about those, but that's a collaborative uh, endeavour between LG Pro, VLGA and the MAV with um, LGV's uh, support. So we're looking forward to releasing those probably in the coming weeks, as you say, and talking about lots of different things relating to the 2020 Local Government Act. Uh, as for budget, I think um, all of those very committed, uh, interested parties are locked up in Amy, Amy Stadium as we're speaking, Chris, uh, for the mm -hmm. annual budget lockdown or lock up as it's called. Um, unfortunately, uh, I couldn't get there today because I had some other things to do. But at 1.30, I believe um, the Treasurer will announce the budget in Parliament today. There's a lot of lead announcements, so you just sort of wonder how much more there's going to be, but there's always something that they, they hold back. Absolutely, yes. All right, Catherine, thank you. Always good to catch up and uh, look forward to speaking with you again post-budget for our next newsroom in about a week's time. Looking forward to it, Chris. Have a great week. And that's the newsroom for this week from VLGA Connect. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.